Hi everybody, welcome to Hi, Newbie, everybody. our welcome podcast. Newbie, a podcast. You did this in the last fucking episode. We did this in the last episode. Hey everyone, welcome to Newbie, a podcast about Ruby. Hosted on Export Audio Feed and Network and whatever. I'm Allie, use she, her pronouns. I'm Nora, I use she, her, and she, them pronouns. And I'm washed up video producer Curly Rose, who is on this podcast sometimes. <laughs> Um, and today we are talking about the last two episodes of volume six. It's yes. six, right? Okay. It is I a, six. I had a moment where I was like, it's seven? I'm going to pull up summaries. Do we, uh, do we talk about the, the news? Like, yes, now, we, yes, 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 yes. Hell yeah, we're going to talk about the news. Hell yeah, we're going to talk about the news. <laughs> okay. Bro Bronwyn slain. <laughs> Ripping shit, Vic Mignogna. Ah. <laughs> uh, I can't believe we got Vic Mignogna fired. Yeah, we killed we killed him. He's dead now. He's, he's, he's turned into a crow in real life. Um. So yeah, if you don't actually know the news, uh, Vic Mignogna, longtime voice of Crow Bronwyn, was fired. We don't know if they're just gonna like. We don't know if they're gonna kill Crow or write him out of the show or recast him. We don't. I'm assuming they're going to recast him for the what, yeah. whatever little dregs of of time he has left Jeez. before dying, because like, he's definitely about to die anyway. Oh, but, I, don't know. Um, I didn't, I didn't think he was gonna die until they re- until they fucking kicked Vic Mignogna off the show. I was like, well, you know what? His arc is like he's at a good place in his arc. He could be killed now. This, this, mm. there was a whole thing in this season about how they don't need the adults anymore, and that's yeah, usually yeah. around the time that Obi Wan kicks it, right? I just, you pointed this out, Nora, um, which is that uh, Rooster Teeth's message is, uh, like, Vic Mignogna has, is, like, leaving the show, Rooster Teeth mm-hmm. is cutting all ties with Vic Mignogna, uh, this will not Hell affect yeah. the content of Ruby. Fucking yes. owned, buddy. Destroyed. This will not affect the content of Ruby is incredible. We won't even miss you, nerd. <laughs> no, no one will notice that you're gone. Maybe maybe Furry Tracer will come in and cut out his throat like she cut out her eyes. <laughs> Please bring back Tracer, oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, with that out of the way, uh, fuck Vic Mignogna. Fuck Vic um, Mignogna. We were talking about the last two episodes of Volume 6, Seeing yep. Red and Our Way. Is it just the last episode? No, the last two. Uh, the last two. Well, we saw the... Mm, we saw the second to last episode before that, but we didn't talk about it. I, I didn't. I saw that. I don't hour, think we had seen that ago. yet. Yeah, I don't because know. because we watched it and then you couldn't record that day. Yes. Charlie and I watched it together. Wait, no, uh, that was the time before. I did. I didn't see that the, was the time before. I didn't <sighs> see. I didn't see the. I, li- I. I mean, it happened an hour ago. I didn't see that episode until an hour ago. I and okay. they would have remembered okay. seeing that episode. <laughs> yeah. It was <laughs> okay. Okay. I cannot. Okay. I cannot tell you how long I've been waiting for that. Episode. <laughs> I can't Can I read you the Wikipedia summary of seeing red. Uh, Cordovan brings out the airship, but Ruby fires a shot into the robot's cannon to implode it. Yang and Blake work together to finally kill Adam. What an amazing sentence! They finally did it. They finally, finally killed him. 
It did take them a while, to be fair. They were at it for like three solid episodes. I mean, <laughs> Adam was like the fourth character introduced in Ruby. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Big um, deal. Also, Cordovan attempts to call reinforcements, but a grim leviathan begins approaching Argus. Is this where we do the, the Godzilla musical sting, or do we do that later? Somewhere, th that will show up somewhere, don't worry, I'll find oh, it. Yeah. Wow, you found your intro for oh, my Godzilla. You found it. <laughs> hey, Dora. Can I have a conversation with you for a second? I'm sorry. No, no, no. I just... <laughs> I, don't think I needed to tell you something. Yeah. Usually I edit music into the episode. You don't really need to do it live. <laughs> but it's, I think it's better this way. It's more authentic. I like it. <laughs> it was just like, oh, I'm having an ear crime committed on me with... I'm sorry. I would never apologize for that. That was high quality content. <laughs> so yeah, episode 12. Very good. See, okay, no, well, I think I would posit maybe not as good as it could have been. No, 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 right. no, no, no. You're right. Okay, I agree. I think episode twelve is great, and episode thirteen is the letdown. This I is would my also favorite. agree with that. Yeah, I, I think episode twelve has the things you want. It has the big speech from Ruby before That's she fucks up. Uh, <laughs> before she fucks up Cordovan, it has Yang and Blake <laughs> killing Adam. It's got like. The stuff that I want, you know, mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. episode 13 is like, oh, yeah, I guess we have to take down this Leviathan now and like rush through a bunch of things. And 13 didn't land well for me. You know what else didn't land well for me? Is it going to be a joke about the plane? No. Oh, it's going to be about the thing that didn't land at all, which is the kiss. Yeah, that that yeah. was like, the... yeah, <sighs> I, have, okay. I, have, I have feelings about that, like. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand why you would like, you would bother to code that so heavily if you weren't gonna pay it, it off. Like, yeah, like, it, it, okay, like it doesn't have to be a kiss. You can be like involved with somebody and not kiss them. That's not the only way to show affection. But like at this point, if they don't make it explicit somehow, like I feel like this is now like the bad version of queer baiting. Like I could tolerate it up till now. But like, I don't. This... I don't know if I agree with that. Like, it's not a. It's not what it could be. But it's still. I'd still say it was good. Like, it's not. It's not really even subtext anymore. It's it's text now. Like, but like, I need someone to say. Like, I don't know. I, I get you. Like... I get you. I completely agree. Well, when you have the person who does the songs like talking about their theme song together the love song that was written about them saying just because it's a like in a in a song doesn't mean it's canon and like you know we're not yeah, confirming yeah. anything like i that, do need bad. it to be that is bad i agree they've given yeah. themselves like wiggle room that i don't want them to have yep you know? that's very understandable Ruby and Weiss will remain subtext forever, but yeah, it's it's it gets pretty close to text at this point. Like um, in this episode, in my notes, in my notes, it says uh, there's the part where so after Ruby shoots her shot into the cannon and like you know tumbles out, her aura breaks and Crow catches her, but like uh, Weiss slows her down with the the sigil, uh -huh. and then like. <laughs> Ruby lands, Crow catches her, and then, you know, there's, there's, an, there's a shared eye contact between them, and Crow realizes that Ruby's okay, and then we cut to Weiss, who faints out of sheer gayness. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very good. It's very yeah, good. I feel like 
this was a big Blake and Yang season, and next season, like, there's a Weiss and Ruby arc well, that hopefully I feel better about at the end. Next season is Weiss's arc. Yeah. Yes, we're going we're going back to Atlas, yeah. where, where Beerus is, and he's going to be angry about all the things that have happened. And we're finally going to get confirmation that her sister is the Winter ma- Maiden. I almost said Winter I Mage. Because <laughs> you've been playing Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> Nice. Is her mom gonna show up? I thought I would have thought Weiss's mom was the Winter Maiden, but I guess that would also make sense. That would also extremely make sense. I just know that there's a character named Winter, and I have long assumed she is the Winter Maiden. But I think, her yeah, mom yeah. being it makes sense too. I thought they were. I thought her mother and her sister were called Winter Schnee. Maybe I'm no, not Winter Schnee, but yeah. oh. maybe it is Winter Schnee, right? Because her dad married into the family. That was what. Yeah, was, I feel like that was established. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad definitely married in. Uh, I'm googling Weishni now to see if I could see like a list of family. Let me members. just Google Weishni mommy and see what I find. <laughs> Please do that. Let me just open the tab I already have. Like open the open the bookmark for Weishni mommy. We do not we do not have the name for Weiss's oh, right. mommy. Okay. I almost said we don't have Weiss's mommy's name. <laughs> we do have that. It's really <laughs> <laughs> no, that's her daddy. <laughs> oh dear. So I feel like we. I don't know. I, I just. I have some. I had some notes about what happens in this episode. Yeah. It's, okay. It's been like two weeks since I've seen these episodes, and I didn't take notes because I'm a bad podcaster. <laughs> hey, I listened to. I just let yesterday listen to that podcast where you spend nearly ninety full minutes talking about vines. That was great podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I couldn't even see the vines in front of me, and I was like, "It's just like it's just like watching and comparing vines." There, there was a moment where I was like, "Should I edit all these vines into the episode?" And then I realized how much work that would be. And no, absolutely not. I would never. Like a bunch of them wouldn't work without the videos. (laughs) Like, uh huh. Look at all those chickens. (laughs) Ambitious is what I would call it, and it was good. I liked it. (laughs) But uh, yeah, the the first thing that struck me about this episode was how extremely horny Calavera and Cordo are in that scene where uh-huh. Cal- uh, Calavera is like, I've got one missile left and I know just where I'm going to stick it. And they're both like, rather than, you know, murderous yeah. rage, Cordo goes, oh, are you? <laughs> it's like, whoa, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it, there's like a Homestuck thing about like hating someone so much that you want to fuck them. I, that's, that's, that's not, not just a homestuck thing. thing. That's a human I experience know. thing. I, I know, know they're like the line blurs, <laughs> but here's the thing: is that homestuck is better than the human experience. Damn. Oh, homestuck in the human experience: a treatise by Allison Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Quidditch is a metaphor for the human experience. That's canon. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? It is a metaphor for the human experience. In that the rules are stupid and bad? (laughs) No. The quaffle is gay rights. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's about, like, you have to get past oppressive people and, like, people who will drag you down. That's every sport. That's every (laughs) single one of them. What the fuck are you talking about, JK? (laughs) What do you think the state of, like... J.K. Rowling, Wizarding World literary criticism is like, do you think they're all annoyed at how obviously real things in their lives are like heavy-handed metaphors for everything? <laughs> like, do you think do you think people are like, man, these werewolves, I super like these people out there who are dying of AIDS. Like, 
Okay, um, I've got I've got it. I've got it. Okay. Um, Nora's got it. Uh, somebody said uh, the scoring system of Quidditch makes zero sense, and J.K. T- quote tweeted them and said it makes total sense. There's glamour in chasing an elusive lucky break, but teamwork and persistence can still win the day. Everyone's vulnerable to blows of fate and obstructive people, and success means rising above them. Quidditch is the human condition. You're welcome. The worst part of this is that I'd forgotten that tweet, and you reminded me of it, and I don't <laughs> know why you would do that to a person. Like... No, no, it's fucking stupid because you can't win with the fucking. You can only win with the snitch. You have to be up by 26 points to miss the snitch and win. That's fucking stupid. That's not a thing that happens in a real sport, ever. No, ever. The, the snitch is 150 points, isn't it? Yeah. Still, like, 16 points is a lot. <laughs> Quidditch is a, Quidditch is played in, in real life, admittedly only in generally two dimensions. And, yeah. uh... I watched a real-life match of Quidditch, and it's really stupid. There was, there was a league at my last university. There was uh, one I, at I mine. Watched, I watched a bunch of games uh, for personal reasons. And, uh, yeah, the Switch... This, the Switch? The Snitch. <laughs> the Snitch is... Easy now. <laughs> the Snitch is normalized to 30 points, which maybe tells you some things. So... You won't tell us why you watched Quidditch, and I can only assume there were, like, hot boys playing Quidditch. Oh, God, I wish. I wish. <laughs> there was, like, one hot, really hot boy that played Quidditch at my uh, school, and I, like... And his name one... is Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> Nora, how do you make bad tweets with your mouth? It's impressive. <laughs> That's because all my tweets are just things that come out of my mouth already. <laughs> Most is, things that Nora tweets do get said to me on a telephone uh, call. I see. Some things that Nora tweets, I say to her on a telephone call. I've never stolen content before. I've stolen your content for sure. That's I've definitely true. posted things that you've said. That's true. I was looking at my tweets to see the last time I made a joke, and it's all just fucking Final Fantasy fourteen pictures. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I hadn't noticed, but that's because that's what the rest of my timeline looks like, so... <laughs> How do I make Weishni in Final Fantasy fourteen? That's the real question. Red Mage? I guess so. I guess you make a Red Mage. Uh, which is ironic. And good. It's fun. Um, can, you, can you be a Viera in Final Fantasy fourteen? Not yet. Ooh. Missing a beat there. Are they the, <laughs> are they the bunny people? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're coming in the next expansion. Okay. Oh, good. They're important. Along with the Gunblade class. Ooh, I like how that's. I like how it's the whole class. Like, not you know, Gunblade soldier. Just I don't know what it's called. I would guess machinist, but I don't know for sure that that machinist is already in the game. Damn. Uh, I'm now googling. I'm now searching what it would cost to pre-order Shadowbringer because this is the person I've become. Forty forty dollars. Is it forty forty dollars? I'm guessing forty dollars. Forty whole dollars. It's forty for Stormblood and Heaven's Word. This is apparently a Final Fantasy fourteen podcast now. Awesome. Hell yeah. Now it's, I'm on a podcast for a game I don't play. <laughs> it's it's 40 for uh, Stormblood and Heaven's Word, and it's 40 for Shadowbringers. This is why you came to export audio, for the prices of <laughs> expansion packs. Really? Really? This tangent? This tangent is the one that gets me stuck? <laughs> Everything else was very much within the remit of this podcast. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll have you sure. know, Newbie is export audio, technically, so there are no rules. There are no <laughs> rules. Podcast Quidditch out here. Here's there the, here's the thing. There are standards. <laughs> Is that after loving most of this season, the last two episodes, I feel like I don't have anything to say. 
I was going to say that after talking about the things that I did like about them, because there was a lot that I did like about them. I felt like they didn't really come together in the way I was hoping. That might be it. That might be it. Like, I wanted, like, more time to rest at the end, and, like, they kind of breeze through the time to rest. At I was going to say, like, I feel like it's maybe a, sort of an indictment of these episodes that I have twice as many notes about episode 12 than I do about episode 13. Yeah, I feel like episode 12. Long. I feel like episode 12 is a much better conclusion to the series or the yes. season, you know? I think I have about six maybe shots of episode 13 that I really liked and the rest of it was certainly there. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. uh, So yeah, what notes did you take? Okay, so the first note that I took is the one about Calavera and Cordo being horny. Yes, the second of note that I took was the phrase ripping shit Vic Mignona. Mm -hmm. uh, the third <laughs> one was about Weiss fainting from gayness. And then, and then the fight between Yang and Blake and Adam, very good. Very, very good. good. Very good. That very was, good. That was, so, okay, yeah, so. The choreography only, in this fight is excellent. In, you know, in amongst an already excellently choreographed show. Yes. And, uh, we have the, we have the good, the, you know, I think uh, it's an interesting thing, because, like, fights in Ruby are, like, they're so lovingly choreographed, and because I it's know. a show about a team of, you know, huntresses who do a big fight, like, there's a lot of tag team stuff. There's a lot of, you know, yeah. let's use our powers together. And that's good. That's a good visual theming thing. But it means that sometimes the fights can get a little noisy. And mm -hmm. I feel like this managed to avoid that in a way I liked a lot. It had the, you know, all the standard Yang and Black fight stuff where... Yeah, I mean, like, it know. partly does that through, like, separating them a bit. But, like, they still mm, feel like they're yeah. together. Because, like, totally, Blake is climbing that thing and, like, Yang, like, keeps glancing at glancing at her to distract Adam and all this shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, like, um, there's that bit where, you know, uh, Yang throws Blake, as she is <laughs> so wont to do. She does that a lot. <laughs> and it's, it's very good in this fight. The only thing I was hoping for that didn't happen in that fight was snapping that sword in half. Yeah. Well, see, that would have been good. This is, this is part of the, the what I think about the end of this fight. So, before that, uh, the scene where Yang catches Adam's sword and then there's a big puff of smoke and then when the smoke clears, Yang is a Super Saiyan. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm, I'm glad Rooster Teeth got my script because <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was exactly what I thought was... I was like, oh, that's what needs to happen. When I saw yeah. it in season three, I was like, yep, <laughs> that needs yeah. to happen. And yeah. it did. And I'm yeah. very happy It's good it. shit. It's very good shit. Also, when they kill Adam, Adam does land in the river, and my thought was, honestly, he doesn't deserve to be in the same river as the motorcycle. <laughs> um, so yeah, Adam gets DP'd. That's funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then does the exact same thing that I do when I get DP'd, which is to just sort of disinterestedly say, oh, and die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you had the chance to listen to our Vine Bracket or our Q&A episode before you did this so that you would know how deeply I'm saying. Ah, uh, God. I love that there's now continuity to these episodes. Explore audio cinematic universe. We truly are the modern AVGN of podcasts. Boy. Bad. <laughs> Sorry. AVGN isn't the one with continuity. I'm thinking of that guy with the glasses. Oh, I was thinking of Movie Bob. Is Movie Bob Eugenics Bob? 
Yes, yes. eugenics. Yes. That's eugenics, Robert. Yes. Oh, <laughs> eugenics, Robert. My my mistake. I'm. So I sorry. watched a great deal of his videos when I was. And I'm very glad I grew, grew out of that because Robert sure does love eugenics. He, he, he sure really, does. He really love. Do you know who I... put the phrase "ask me about poor people" in his Twitter bio? What a foul <sighs> move! What a foul oh move! Oh my god! <laughs> I Bob, did, are you good? <laughs> I did used to watch his videos around like 2009, like probably a decade ago, nine or ten. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah, that would really don't know. That would have made me the same age, I think, around sixteen. Yeah, because like, uh, yeah, when the Escapist was in full swing, that was that was the digital content that was available, I guess. Like, yeah, I watched so much of the Escapist. Um, I watched that, and I watched some Yahtzee, and I watched this one show where people watch the intro cutscenes. Yeah, oh, Unskippable. I remember Unskippable. Well, the loading was, rate run folks are still yeah. good. Yeah, that like, was loading ready run, and that was that was all right, and they're great. So I'm, yeah, I'm, you know. the only thing I remember from that is that any time a crow would show up, they'd name it Russell. <laughs> That's a funny joke. And it I was like not that. it was not because of Russell Crowe. Well, hang, hang on, hang on. Uh, it was sorry. Just, it was just the the joke name that came up, and then they realized the joke later and kept it going. <laughs> good. That's good Amazing. shit. Amazing. There are a lot of crows in video games, huh? Does yeah, because they're the cool. They sound cool. The completely inexplicable video series that that uh, Loading Ready Run had for the Escapist, where they would just drop something and film it, film it with a high speed camera, like every day, yeah, for over a year. Yes, Allie I remember and I this. Have, have sunk a lot of time into watching this YouTube channel with these three Australian jocks climbing a tower. Are they? Maybe. Anyway, like, they are, a they are definitely princess. white men. They are peak white men. <laughs> they climb up this this tower and they drop shit onto like this plot of sand. Mm-hmm. From like ranging We've from, hours of this. <laughs> ranging from like dropping like just dumping a bucket of darts onto a pool of ublek to like <laughs> I'm gonna throw this armchair a hundred and fifty meters onto the ground and see how it lands. <laughs> I it's only 50 meters for their normal videos, but they did do a series where they went to like the Netherlands and dropped shit off of a 150 meter dam or something. God. Right. And they did it because that that video is like sponsored by the tourism board. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would love to be wealthy. <laughs> I would love to be a wealthy YouTuber. Jeez. These these three boys have like millions upon millions of, of subscribers. Dollars. Yeah, also subscribers, probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, that's wild. Come to come to Australia where there's so much to do that people do this for fun. <laughs> God. Amazing. Also, there was one video where they were like, here's a little game for everyone to play in the comments. Like Guess what street we live on, or something. And it's like, yo! Jesus! <laughs> when you are extremely a man on the internet. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> that is so fucked up. Um, so, Ruby. <laughs> so, yeah, the TV show this podcast is about. Uh, a former YouTube show. <laughs> to finish a thought I started probably seven full minutes ago at this stage. Uh, <laughs> Yang throws the sword into the river. She doesn't break it first. Adam gets stabbed a couple times and sort of nonchalantly wanders towards the river and falls in. I I don't think he's I don't think he's dead. I think he could I think he could conceivably come back or stay. Are you fucking kidding me? 
Maybe as like a grim zombie or something, but like they you know. stabbed him and threw him in the river and then went to a different fucking continent. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just saying. Well, like, look, we've had two deaths in this show, three deaths in this show. Is this really no four at least? Hmm? Pira, the, 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 the uh, animal, the furry president died. You, we had yes. this already. The furry I, president. I wasn't. I wasn't counting Torchwick. Okay, fair. You're valid. Right, so Pira Penny and the fairy president. Oh, Penny, right. So oh, Pira... Penny, right. How could you do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> Pira, Penny, Leo, and Adam. Squall. What? Nothing. Bad joke. You said Leo and I said Squall. That's Isn't that's his name a... Leon? Um... Leon Squallheart. Anyway. <laughs> that's how I remember Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> my, my point is that, if, like... Okay, so we didn't see Leo die on camera. Um, mm-hmm. No, I guess not. Penny was was a special case. Yeah. When she's Pira definitely died, back next season, right? Yeah, I hope that her name, <sighs> like, like there's a new Penny, but her name is Nicole. And she goes by Nikki because Penny yeah. and Nicole. Anyway, we, we did this yeah, joke in yeah. the last newbie. Anyway, it's it's anyway, still good. It's still my, good. My it's point is good. that when Pira died, her soul exited her body visibly. Yeah, mm-hmm. also she was, like, exploded on a molecular level or something. Also, yeah. she was a maiden. That sure, too. but I I want to know, like, is that what all death looks like? Did did um, did um Raven's uh, girlfriend die? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, she died. She died. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. So fuck it. Fuck what I said then. <laughs> fuck what you said. That's just a maiden death. Fine. Fuck I guess it's a, it's a is... weird situation because, like... Uh... Adam didn't really have anyone to like mourn or confirm his death, I guess. Like, apart from being thrown into a river, you know. Like, it, when other people die, there are additional characters to contemplate that fact to make it, uh-huh. you know, to make us sure about it. Whereas Adam didn't really have any of that. So maybe that is actually more evidence that he's dead. Also, really come back. yeah, there's no one who would mourn Adam. <laughs> well, exactly. God. I'm glad he's dead. I was worried they wouldn't kill him, and I'm glad he's dead. I'm glad he's dead, and I hope he burns in hell. <laughs> I'm sure he will. He will. Um, Does hell exist in Ruby? Did you know that? I don't know. How are we I mean, doing on our notes? There are, there are gods, right? There Something. are gods. Maybe, maybe hell. I don't know. Uh, what else have I got? Oh, yeah. Th- this, is, this is where my sort of frustration with this episode peaks, and I, I just write the words, oh, my God, KS, yeah. in my notes, where they just, like, sort of, they, like, <laughs> It feels like they quite purposefully have an, a really long shot of Yang and Blake sat there with their foreheads pressed together, and it's like you you know what you're doing, and I hate that you know that you're doing it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I hate I hate that you did this but, TV like, show. <laughs> I let it slide. I let it slide because I was like, oh, they kiss in the season finale. Like, like, oh, it's not the finale yet. They'll kiss next episode, and I let it slide. But That's when... I think my my biggest worry with all of this is that like I could, I could tell myself that it'd be happening later, but like it doesn't feel like there is a better narrative point for it to underline than this one. Well, right? if we had gotten more than thirty seconds of of resting in the last episode, yeah, we yeah. could have had like the two of them sitting together, like after the adrenaline is gone and they're mm, just like resting, yeah, yeah. and then like looking into the sunset, and then they kiss. And that's or the just like, shot. Or just like, hey, where are we at? Just like an honest conversation about the shape of their relationship. You know? Mm-hmm. I would love that. 
Well, they you want fictional characters to like like talk about their feelings openly what? on camera? <laughs> Fuck you want off. <laughs> you want TV writers to write about feelings? What? <laughs> I mean, they had a similar sort of thing at the beginning of this season, right? At the, on the train, they sat down and they like had a like a very brief talk about what where they were at and yeah uh, i i guess i also spent a lot of this season hoping that that con there would be a second version of that conversation right, that was longer exactly. but i guess the form the, there is room in the format for it to happen maybe at the beginning of the next season i don't know yeah, yeah we're gonna keep saying that until they kiss in the last frame of the fucking series yeah um, yeah maybe maybe yeah i mean on the one hand rooster teeth never ends their shows so we might just be blue balled forever <laughs> Bumblebee bald. Rubald? With like an R and a W? Uh, <laughs> how you doing, Nora? Remember in season three when we got introduced to like a bunch of cool different hunters and they all were different and cool? We haven't really? like met very many new characters since then except for Calavera. Yeah. I'd Spicy like to opinion. Meet... Oh, sorry. You go. I'd like to meet like some new friends. Yeah. Spicy opinion. Yeah. The show needs a new tournament arc. That's what it needs. Ooh. That would Tourn... be great. Tournament arcs are always good, and shows should maximize on them. Yes. Salem hosts a tournament arc. <laughs> Salem, like wearing a very unconvincing mask, starts a like King of Iron Fist tournament <laughs> Salem... <laughs> to like to get a relic or something. Salem wearing Cinder's disguise from season three. <laughs> With the bandages. Wow. I've forgotten about that disguise. Remember when Cinder pretended to be a school student? Remember when she pretended to be a school student and then like snuck into a military facility dressed as like a sexy cat girl? Uh-huh. TV show. <laughs> this show fucking is, this show fucking rules. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. I love it. I love this show. Um, I like Ruby last... a lot. Oh, sorry, you go ahead. I was gonna say I wish it was better. Mm. I feel I think... like the... I feel like there was like a few missteps in this season, but I don't want to say like I think you're a little more down on the show than I am right now. That's true. I feel like there was something missing throughout this whole season. I can. I definitely could get with that. I ended the last episode of this podcast reasonably ready to for this to be my favorite season. Mm -hmm. And after these two episodes, it's not. Yeah, I think maybe season three or four is still my favorite. I'm still on five, personally. Five is really good. Five is very good. It does have all the fondest stuff in it, which, uh, but, like... Yeah, I just think the fondest stuff, like, I never found, like, my... The thing that pulled me through it in a big way, and that's why, like, four and four hits hardest with me. Sure, Uh, yeah. Four is very specifically about trauma in a way that the totally is no mm. longer. Four, four for me, it like it's it's very ambitious, and for me, is mostly characterized by I didn't feel like it really got there in a lot of ways. I really appreciate a lot of what it was trying to do, but the execution really sort of didn't gel with me. Four felt a lot like one, where one and two, if you watch them together, they make a season, but on their own, I feel like they. They might not really. Four yeah. and five together feels better than watching them separate. Because, well, I see, I watched them all in, like, you know, I, I wouldn't say I binged them, but, like, I watched them in 
basically right next to each other. And I still yeah. feel like four suffered because like the thing, the problem I had with four is that it kind of rushed to a conclusion that the season ended up not really being about like, I get the, that. the I climax get that. of season four is like Ren's emotional pathos with this, uh, the, 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 you know, the big grim that they end up fighting in it. That pathos gets introduced in like the third to last episode and the, the, the yeah. rest of the season isn't about it in any way. It's kind of strange. Yeah. That's yeah, fair. That's- but four gives us a lot of great stuff. It gives us it gives us baby Nora, which is like <laughs> powerful. That's me. <laughs> it also gives us um hey, forget everything you remember, we're rebooting the cosmology of this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there is a bunch of that. Oh, you know, I would love more Nora content in the next ep- next season of Ruby. Uh-huh. Shut up. <laughs> um I think that it's weird that they talk about how they kept the maidens a secret from the world because it would upset world order, like governments and religions. What are the religions in the world? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's maybe that's a door they're leaving open just in case one of the writers is like, "Hey, what if there was a religion that we can backfill into the show?" I'm surprised that the like Faunus arc had no like religious ties at all. I'm surprised and also relieved because I feel like Certainly. with all of, the, Deeply. all of the directions that that was going in, I feel like that one was maybe is maybe among the worst possible directions. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's such a big factor of people's lives. Totally, it's weird. I feel on that scale would not be tinged in any way. I, in fairness, I feel like this is a failing of fantasy, of like for decades, is that like. Religion is a huge part of, like, the real world and people's lives, and, like, lots of people, like, make fantasy worlds where, like, religion is not talked about, I feel like. And, like, I I don't know. Not only that, but, you know, religion is a big part of the real world, and no one can do magic. Imagine if everyone could do magic. Maybe religion would be a huge deal. (laughs) Right, like, I don't know, I feel like... Fantasy worlds, like, often gesture at this, but I feel like because so much fantasy is often written by people who are not actually religious, like, yeah. I this... see very little fantasy that actually um, addresses stuff in ways that are interesting to me. I, I, I feel that uh, Sanderson's Cosmere books uh, uh, deal with that in very different ways because it's, like, multiple different worlds with different gods. And, like, as a reader, you know that, like, the de- like the things that these characters view as gods are not what people in the real world view as gods mm-hmm. or, or figures in that way um but like there's still like a huge part of the mistborn trilogy that is about a character completely losing his faith and becoming an atheist and then at the end becoming god mm-hmm. okay okay <laughs> Um, which is wild. Uh, yes, that, <laughs> sounds it. And then, like in in like Stormlight Archive, the the cultural side of religion is explored a lot. Of like these customs are not actually from this country; they're from this religion. So, like mm-hmm. things like that. It's just yeah. It, I, I, he he puts more thought into it than I that I have seen in other. That's cultures. interesting. Ruby, like, making a vague gesture toward religion every now and then, very infrequently. Like a JRPG. Not... Yeah, like, 
feels like pretty in line with most fantasy that I consume. You know, uh, I don't even have. I don't fault it for that. Hmm. I was going to say maybe it's because one of the first JRPGs I put like real, real time into was Tales of Symphonia, but I feel like JRPGs at least engage with religion, like. Yeah, Tales of Symphonia. I don't, I don't know. I feel like Tales of Symphonia is an outlier. Also, I need to yeah. play the rest of Tales of Symphonia. I didn't even get through the first disc when I played Damn. it was eight that years ago. Good. Damn. That game is really good. I like that game a bunch. That game is the second best JRPG ever made. I think. What's the first? Chrono Trigger. Okay, yeah, that's a good list. Chrono I think Trigger Nora and I are going to play favorite. Symphonia sometime this year. Hell yeah. Sounds awesome. I'm trying to think if I prefer Tales of Symphonia or Tales of the Abyss. Like, what are the what are the good Tales games? It's Symphonia, Abyss, and uh, Vesperia. Are those the three? People like Vesperia famously, but uh, (laughs) I've not I've not played it myself. Okay, I feel like that's a series that I hear like a few games talked about a lot, but like for the most part, people don't have affection for the series. They have affection for those games unlike final yeah. fantasy where like i love final fantasy 14 and like i just also love the rest of final fantasy and that's yeah. a weird uh, that's a weird contrast because i would say that final fantasy has vastly more idiosyncrasy than but on a game by game basis than the tales games which are actually right same from game to game i mean the stories are completely different in the way that final fantasy is but like final fantasy you know if you go like three games basically a completely different game I mean, but like, 7, 8, still, 9 are just totally different in all right. ways. Right, yeah, exactly. Whereas people, you know, talk about those as though they're the same thing, whereas, you know, nobody talks about all of the Tales games as the same thing, which is interesting. Yeah. There are a lot of voice lines from Tales of Symphonia that I can just call into my memory yep. and are just burned. Yep. That's very relatable content. You mean, like, characters like, just, like, saying their attack as they do it? No, I mean, like, dialogue from Yeah, the dialogue scenes? is really, Good. like... Lloyd is voiced by Robin from Teen Titans, by the way. I do know this. I do know this. Yeah. I just remember early on the design soldier saying, Lloyd Irving, come out. And uh, the, the fucking, the, you know, the, the aloof sword dad is voiced by Liquid Snake. That's good. Liquid fucking Snake. <laughs> That's good shit. That's extremely good. He's very good. And he's, he's yeah. Uh-huh. He's very good. He's, he's like... Wow, that character is probably a you know sort of worryingly large part of <laughs> you know characters I, I not wouldn't say identified with, but imprinted upon me when I played video uh-huh. games back then. Sometimes you play you play Tales of Symphonia as a teen, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna be like Lloyd, and then looking back, you're like, I'm I'm Colette. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes you're like, Rain. who's that? The teacher elf. That sounds about right. I don't know this person, but Teacher Elf sounds like my energy. I think in a similar vein, every time I played through Tales of Symphonia, <laughs> I was like, I got to get me some of that 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 Kratos energy. But I ended up with Zealous World of massive dumb bitch energy. Like, <laughs> I liked Kratos. Uh, I just liked the mysterious strongman. So, I like is... Orin. Is the thing actually <laughs> is that I like Kratos. I like Orin. <laughs> Yeah. So I will remind you all that it is Kratos in Symphonia. I thought I said Kratos. Kratos. I thought I said Kratos. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna invoke the Benedict Cumberbatch rule and say it's my accent that got it to Kratos. I'm gonna keep saying <laughs> Kratos. 
Um, I thought I had said Kratos. I would. I, I did not mean to say Kratos. I promise you. <laughs> is good. Well, no, okay, so when it okay, I have a question. Okay. And I don't want to get into the specifics on the podcast, but between Kratos and Kratos, who's a better dad? Um, I'm I'm going to default Kratos. to Kratos uh-huh. because he is because I love him. <laughs> I love him. I don't remember very much about him, but I know that I love him. This is what it's like to play half of a video game years and years ago. Uh-huh. I have a slightly stronger memory of Final Fantasy X because I then, like, <clears throat> after I played most of Final Fantasy X, I then, like, watched YouTube videos of the rest of Final Fantasy X that I didn't play. I was just going to say, if I if I were going to make Abnormal Mapping play a JRPG, it would be Tales <laughs> of Symphonia. Why did I... Quick random thought. I did play all of Thousand Year Door last year, which is like a pretty good game, but why didn't I play Symphonia when I did that? <laughs> I think I'd be happier if I had played Symphonia. I mean, Thousand Year Door is a good game. Like, lots of people really like that game. Uh, I Lots of people really like Thousand Year Door, and I understand why. Oof, Thousand Year Door cold. is a game that I like remembering more than playing. Uh, because Damn. it is like... 35 hours, and that's, like, it was, like, 30 hours when I saved save Scum so I wouldn't have to redo, like, bad platforming puzzles over and like, over again. Yeah. Um, and, like, honestly, I could do with one less area in that game. Like, I could do with one less area. <laughs> it's a very long game. Mm. But in my memory, like, thinking about Thousand Year Door is an amazing time. It's just that playing all of it did take me longer than I wanted it to. <laughs> so in episode twelve Ruby. of Ruby, <laughs> like fucking I, whatever. I was just going to say cares? my last my last thought about this episode is uh, the extremely shameless Godzilla shot of the Leviathan emerging from the it's water. It's so good. It's so it. good. Is it good, it. or is yes. it a thing that happens? I love it. I, I love. It was good. I love Godzilla. I love Godzilla twenty fourteen. <laughs> I love Godzilla 1998. I don't love Godzilla 1998. I love Shin Godzilla. I haven't seen Godzilla We'll get there eventually. I'm going to watch that film multiple times between (laughs) now and then, because I like it a lot. I have not seen Shin yet, because for a long time, it was so hard to get in this part of the world. It was. I saw it in a cinema. I have I feel jealousy in my heart. Hell yeah. Mission accomplished. <laughs> I want so so now I wonder, now that the um the timeline is set of when I will watch Shin Godzilla, I have to wonder whether I will see 3.0 plus 1.0 before I see Shin Godzilla. Wait, you say the timeline is set. Do you know or Oh, well, thank you for asking. Uh at patrons of $5 or higher gain access to to Oh My Godzilla, the Godzilla podcast where me and Frizzy watch monthly watch a Godzilla movie and then we talk about it. That's launching this month because we did hit fifty dollars. Nice. I, I will. I would like to say that like you could skip to Shin Godzilla if you just like think that would be good content. Like you're allowed to just skip around. No, production no, order. Release order. Good. I, I, I have watched. 
I have watched a lot of Godzilla movies in release order. I'm not saying you're doing a bad thing. I'm just saying that if you are excited to watch Shin Godzilla, you should just chase that feeling and watch it. I mean, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm going to get that edited out later this month. Um, we haven't talked at all about how Ruby uh, does the silver eyes on purpose, and that's like not as cool a moment as I want it to be. Yeah, I tell you what was cool about, well, cool, it was certainly something about that bit was, uh, so Ruby is picture, like trying to activate the thoughts of the silver eyes. Uh She's trying, she's trying to, she's Uh trying to stoke the whole defend life feeling. And we get a fucking montage of, you know, things that are like she's trying to motivate herself to protect and then it goes she starts thinking bad thoughts and we get a really l- graphic shot of the death of penny and i was like don't yeah do don't yeah we do like this oh we also got like the finally got a face on uh on on summer on summer yeah uh, yeah yeah she does sure just just look like ruby huh she does I bet she's like a Steven Universe where she just becomes her daughter. I that's bet not. that's not what happened at all. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Battle lines are drawn. Take your bets. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we've talked... Steven uh, Universe finale? Huh? I haven't. Please don't tell me what happens. Okay. I'm not going to tell you anything that happens. Don't worry. It show occupies a very weird space where it's extremely important to me, but the release schedule means that I just am so behind because I cannot. What a tremendous mood. I feel like that's how most people feel about this podcast. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) You mean like the people on it right now? (laughs) (laughs) I had moved to a new town and didn't get a job yet. And so I like spent just like a weekend watching all of the steven universe i hadn't seen and so then when all these new episodes came out with like this season finale i only had to like watch like five episodes i had missed instead of 30 because before that i had missed 30 episodes because i watched like all of steven universe up to i don't don't know the numbers of the seasons because they were very confusing and i think incorrectly listed on the yeah the ethical blu-ray i was watching them on and, yeah, uh, no. This is a so, thing with all Cartoon Network shows. Yeah. So uh, I, but I watched all of it that was available to me when I could do that, and then ended up at the point where it says, you know, my friend who is more in the know than me said, "Yeah, they just release five at a time, sometimes." And I thought, oh, this is my least favorite way to watch a television yeah. show. When so the Cartoon I Network never... executive, like Ouija board, decides. To... Yeah, exactly. So I just never did. And now I'm really, really behind. But, yeah. but I have been told that my, what were at one at one time completely outlandish fan theories have been resoundingly confirmed, and I feel very happy about that because I called them like years ago. The best thing about Steven Universe, I'm going to give a spoiler for like the end of like the first season of Steven Universe, like episode twenty. I'll I'll look it up real quick. I'll look it up before. Is like what? Which is this the lapis finale or is this the breakout? I will finale? look it up. <laughs> okay. Oh, geez. Geez. Sorry, I didn't mean to yell. I didn't mean to yell. You I meant to... at me on our podcast. You never okay. do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, spoilers for episodes forty-nine and 50. 
No. Fifty-one and fifty-two. <laughs> it's fifty-one and fifty-two. The reason I was off is because all these episodes are ten minutes long. Yeah, well, yeah. Which, what are the names? Which which ones are those? It's jail. It's jailbreak and okay, yeah. That's the return. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just jailbreak part one and two. Anyway, um, I had spent months arguing with my best friend Anna, saying no. Garnet is definitely a fusion. She's definitely a fusion. Like, oh, right. Like, and, like, my friend was just like, no, there's no way Garnet's a fusion. That's just, like, definitely not a thing that's true. Like, that's definitely not a thing. And, like, when I finally saw Jailbreak, I called them and was like, fuck you! I was right! <laughs> <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> I love being right. <laughs> Being right it does so uh, infrequently. I know how much I'm gonna say for it. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh Jesus. If you're gonna set Ali on fire, at least pull the alarm first. <laughs> but if I pull the alarm before there's a fire, then that's a crime. Hmm. I think if you intend to cause a fire, the police will look the other way, you know? <laughs> Speaking of fires. Curly, where can people find you on? <laughs> Wait, hang on, hang on. We're not even done talking about the show yet. <laughs> Are we I done? I know we were done. What else did we not talk about? What else did we not talk about? We didn't talk about this episode's sort of weirdly incongruous, but nonetheless extremely powerful intro with uh, Cinder and Neo. Right. Mm, uh, very good. C- Cinder. Um, Where's Cinder's redemption arc? I'm waiting for it. Next season, I guess. Like, next season. like so, <laughs> the spotlight feels like it just got. Oh, we still have to do. Uh, okay, next season. They did get on that airship and immediately, right? Like that was yeah. the energy of that scene. You come out, and I think I'm probably glad for that. So. <laughs> I think they fucking. Ah, I see. Mm-hmm. But she's like, she's wearing Torchwick's hat. I think Cinder's probably not on board with that. Like, I I think she doesn't give a shit. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if Cinder wants wants Neo to wear a hat that reminds her of that that fuckboy Torchwick. Because well, that's why she takes it off along with the rest of her clothes. <laughs> Neo can look like anything. Yeah, he that's true. Like us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like damn, Cinder and Neo are out to out to kill some people with those outfits. Like Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um. There was Open one warfare other... against yep. the gays. <laughs> there was one other note uh, in this show. Oh, right. So Emerald and Mercury. Did we talk about them? No. No, I forgot. Where do we Where do we end up with them at the end of this? Did we? Was that scene with Tyrion their last scene? I don't remember. No, that was. Well, that was in the episode we talked about. We talked about that. Yeah, I I don't time. remember. Yeah. Did we like check in with them again in this? Yeah, um, they're they're well, they're sort of in the post credits stinger in this episode, but it doesn't really go anywhere. It just says, "Oh right, right." Salem is doing a doing a yeah. wicked witch right. of the west, and yeah. Uh-huh. Man is yes. like she's doing that, <laughs> and Emerald and Mercury are there also, but we mm-hmm. doesn't really develop. It's it's, yeah. a, it's a pretty bad uh, like credit stinger actually. Get it, flying monkeys. Yeah, what well, I mean, yeah. It's 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 the Wizard of Oz. Get it? It's fun. Ha-ha. Yeah, but like, I don't know if I've said this on this podcast before. I just fucking hate the Wizard of Oz. I don't know why, but I have an irrational hatred of that property. Fucking All right. Call out post for the Wizard of Oz. Jeez. I don't think it's because I'm from Kansas, but it could be. Too close to home. So like, 
Are the are the flying monkeys supposed to be scary? Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't no, know, I, I don't know I, what was happening with the scene. I asked the bad because, guy has minions. I ask this because, like, the one of those that we've seen took a long time for Ruby to fight, but seeing one doesn't make me feel like the characters are going to be in danger, you know? Yeah, yeah, they did just like you know, fucking. Free like freeze dry and then Giga Drill break a fucking Leviathan. So it's uh-huh. sort of slightly weird, you know, curve for the stakes. You know, can I weird complaint? I think I would be happier if that Leviathan had stayed frozen. Like I think that would be a dope ass visual of like, oh yeah, now this town just has a Leviathan in stone. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. There is an interesting sort of, I guess. uh subtext to that though which is that ruby can't rely on the the silver eyes to solve all the problems because they still needed the mech with the drill to kill the leviathan like right Mm -hmm. i guess that's so they can make it so that literally any fight with grim they have after this point has stakes because like if she was like a master of the silver eyes she would be able to yeah right yeah that's uh, fair so you saw calavera completely obliterate that nevermore in her flashback scene right Okay, okay. I'm back on board. So I do think it would be a dope visual to have that Leviathan stone, yeah. but like this makes sense from a mechanics perspective. I appreciate that they took the the shittiest mech from Genlock and booted it to Ruby so that it wouldn't be in Genlock. <laughs> is is Genlock good? I, uh, Genlock fucking slaps. Oh, it's fine. God damn it. No, it's <laughs> okay. Whoa, okay. We have a pod. I don't know if that podcast is out. It's on the Digi Mondays feed. It's out. I, yeah. I was not into it as much, but Nora mm-hmm. and Riley fucking loved it. So I will continue being on that podcast every three weeks. What to just be like? Yeah, <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> I mean, like, I think, I think it still has time to hook me. Like, I don't. I think just I haven't found a thing that hooks me about Genlock yet. But like, that could come. Like. There could be an interesting thing that happens that gets me more engaged. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is is David Tennant in it yet? Yes, he is the best part of it. Hell yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's the best part. He's pretty good. Your racist like, anime friend is the best part? This is the first time I've liked David Tennant in a thing, so there's that. Wait, really? Ooh, that's that's interesting. I'm a, I'm a Tennant fan. I even I've, like his Doctor Who. I've Even. Seen... He's like the most overwhelmingly popular Doctor I Who. I know, <laughs> but I have I have powerfully turned against Doctor Who. I was like one of yeah, those yeah. Doctor Who fans for a time and like now feel like revulsion in my body when I think of the property. <laughs> I see. <clears throat> hey, that was th- I also that but for Matt Smith. Mm. Right. Yeah. Except that you probably finished watching the tenant stuff. Yes, I, I also not, did not finish watching the. I, I did not stuff. finish watching the Matt Smith stuff. I I thought I almost did, but no, there was way more of it than there's I thought. So yeah. much of it, and like there's it gets always, bad quick. There's always more, and it's always worse. Yep, it it, it really starts does fine. Just get worse. It yeah, starts I, fine. I would say I would say it starts good. Yeah, it starts yeah. actively good. Okay, I like, wanted to say it starts good, but I thought maybe that I would <laughs> out of the room. I think it starts good. <laughs> But no, like it's it's it starts actively good. But the worst thing about the thing that is that, that it starts good is that the signs of what it will become are yeah, <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> the writing is on the wall for that. <laughs> and you, yeah, and you see that you see them gradually move forward until until you can't see what you thought was good about it anymore. You know? Now that Moffat's gone, I want to give the new show a chance, but I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anyone talk about it. Exactly. Period. Like, I've just I've I've heard very few, very medium things about it. Yeah. So it's Which, like Doctor Who. Yeah, like I don't know. Maybe maybe it is where you live, but here, like, people be talking about well, when it was at its height, people be talking about Doctor Who all the fucking time in the United People Kingdom. were like, always fucking talking about uh, Doctor Who when Matt Smith started. Like that was the only thing people were talking about mm. on my corner of the internet at that time. For me, that started with Christopher Eccleston and lasted a real long time. <laughs> I think it started with Eccleston, and um, I was too young to know. I guess my circles are like, nobody cares about Doctor Who unless they're about to recast them. Right, yeah. That, that, was, that was definitely the height of recent discussion about it. Much like James Bond, the only Doctor Who conversation I ever see on my timeline is X should play Y. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's Emily Blunt, by the way. Emily Blunt should play James Bond. That would rule. Oh, I thought you were going to no. say play Doctor Who. <laughs> Yo, I said that would rule Emily Blunt as Doctor Who, but Emily Blunt as James Bond would fucking rip. Oh, hell yeah. I've never seen Emily Blunt in anything other than uh, uh, Live, Die, Repeat. Hey, that's Ed, that's a Ed, great performance. Ed from tomorrow, live, die, repeat. It's my, I've seen her in other stuff, but that's my favorite thing from her. So, I saw that movie when it had a not bad title. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Edge of Tomorrow isn't exactly a good title. Like, I like the Edge of Tomorrow better than Live Die Repeat is the only. Okay. Now, how does either of those compare to All You Need Is Kill? Yeah, All You Clearly, Need Is Kill is a All You Need Is title. Kill fucking owns. I own that novel on my shelf. I've yet to read it. Yeah, I've had it. I've had it lent to me a couple of times and never picked it up to read because I'm, you know, have a fatally low attention span. Yeah, it's a big. It's a big novel, right? No, no, no it oh, is not. No, not at all. For some reason, I remembered it being like big. In fact, it's like, literally, it's literally a light novel. Is it just a light? Yeah, okay, that makes it's, sense. It feels comparable to The Hobbit in terms of like heft of the book. I could go pick it up. If it's fine. You do not have to do this. You oh, do not have to go pick it up. Make a noise, and then the audience can gauge how heavy they think it is based on the noise you make. <laughs> um, Decode it from there. It's fine. Do we have any more Ruby thoughts? I was going to say, I mean, it's the end of the season. We've we've already talked about how this season impressed and also disappointed us. Uh-huh. And, I feel like yeah. I, am, I have been negative on this episode. I have been very positive on season overall yeah i've just been negative on the last uh, it didn't stick the landing i think the season had a very good beginning and a middle and the potential for a very good end and it didn't quite get there yeah same what do you all expect from this new season i was gonna say yeah ruby chibi oh i'm gonna have to watch ruby chibi before the next season of the show comes out aren't i i have i have no expectations for ruby chibi I am always, not always. I have a fondness for it, and we'll watch uh-huh. Ruby Chibi. I now, love about I love about eighty five percent of Ruby Chibi. Same. I've uh, I've never waited a year for a season of Ruby, so I guess now that I'm going to have to do that, I will I will uh, probably end up watching Ruby Chibi to 
Talk but will I watch Ruby Chibi week to week, or will I wait for it to finish and watch it in a big batch? I certainly hope it's the second one. I will watch the first one when it comes out to see how different the animation is, and then wait to watch them all later. That's fair. You're valid. Um, yeah, I st- I started like keeping up with Ruby when season three happened, and then I've been like waiting a year every year uh, since then. And it, at some points, that means like, oh, I forgot Ruby exists, and but now it's about to start. I can't, I can't imagine that honestly. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm interested to see where this journey takes me. I remember uh, season four happened, uh, and like watching that while I was becoming Nora. Yeah, you mentioned. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like a lot. <laughs> uh huh. I wonder if Genlock is going to keep Ruby in my thoughts throughout the intervening months. If 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 we were Rooster Teeth fans, we would never thirst for content. That's true. <laughs> Luckily, I am not a Rooster Teeth fan. I like this one show, and I have a. Po- you are adamant another. to not like things. No, I'm only adamant to not like Rooster Teeth. That's the only thing. Okay. <laughs> so uh, yeah, what are people hoping for from season seven? Big Weiss arc, um, <laughs> just a. <laughs> Are you good? <laughs> Let me know. Big Weiss energy is what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Sorry. That's okay. It's very good. <laughs> you go. I want a so big wise energy and I want big wise energy. I want what else do I want? I want some talking about feelings between Blake and Yang. Yep. I feel like I that needs to happen for me to feel like satisfied with where they're at. Yeah. Like one of the reasons that I like season five so much is that season five to me felt like the season where characters talking about how they feel felt like it most successfully carried scenes in way that in ways yeah. that I didn't think it did in season four. And mm-hmm. the beginning, like the first half of season six, had a bunch of that stuff for me, and then the second half of season six, not quite so much. So I'm and I don't that... need I don't need all of season seven to be talking about how we feel, but I need I mean, a little bit of it. Not. i need to check in with everyone and like i need to know what ruby and weiss's friendship is like right now i want to find out who the last two maidens are i don't think that's a big request but i don't think that's going to come true i think probably we'll get like one more maiden yeah probably they gotta ration them out but also like you know next next season is going to feature a character called called winter and we've already we've seen a a vision of a character who's called her name is summer rose right Yes, her mm-hmm. name is Summer Rose, and I would love some. I would really love some summer content, but I don't expect summer content at this point. I, I, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I, I, I want a scene where Wise tells Ruby about her mom and everything in that thing, and then Ruby like tells Wise something about Summer. So we get like both of them. Both we get the gay bonding. We get to learn more about winter or not winter we have we have to learn more about mrs schnee and we also have to learn more about summer rose i want all of that together. yeah and we, we also get some interiority for ruby which she is kind of notably lacking in this season 
It's in but her like, theme I feel song. Like, I feel like she's even more pointedly avoiding it in this season. Yeah, and, like, for sure. Her pointedly avoiding interiority is good. Is that good shit? And I hope, yeah, if it does set us up for no longer avoiding interiority, that's great. But like, I do really like her avoidance. I like like, like watching that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So also, I'm a very boring person, and I have I have two pans with which I with which to bang. The first pan is Yang and Blake. I need I yes. need that in my life. The second yes. pang is uh, class analysis, and the only thing that I thought when I saw that shot of Atlas is that there is a glittering, shiny city tethered to a, a smoky, light, light, light pollution-y one on the ground. I, was like, I love Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> right, exactly. Like I was like, this is very clear I imagery. love Chrono Trigger. <laughs> right. And, and not only is that very clear imagery, but it also like feeds into what we've already seen from Atlas, which is that it's full of a bunch of decadent billionaires who have parties rather than actually achieving social change. So yeah. like, maybe it could be about that. In a way, it's kind of failed to be with the whole Faunus plotline. So I think it, I think like there's a very real chance it could be. You know, here's hoping. But what if they just like talked to each other and were nice? That would probably. I just don't think like with the way. With that last shot of season six, like I don't think, like I think it's going to be a little more. My worry is it's going to be pedal to the metal, and like I hope it's not all that. See, that's I interesting. Think, I feel like I, sorry. I think ahead. there's definitely going to be like some action at the front, and I hope it finds. I hope it finds a moment to slow down. The biggest thing I like want and am worried won't happen. I guess I feel like the fact that. Uh... They've been welcomed to a place that has all of these, like, um, you know, the, the 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 main thing that we got from that scene is that all of these, this whole armada of battleships is just sat there like they're expecting an attack or something. I feel like that has at least has scope for a season which is much more about tension than actual combat. That's, yeah, that's I guess like I saw that and got word like, oh, episode two, like the bad guys are here. But it could be like 13 episodes of waiting for Salem to show up for all I know. Yeah, right. It won't be 13, but it could be 10. I thought that the point of that shot was that Atlas was not pointing those guns at uh, uh, at Salem, but at the other nations. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. That's, oh yeah, okay. It, this is where it shows that it's been a week or two since I've seen the episodes. Because yeah, that's definitely the implication, and I forgot. <laughs> Because Atlas is where we're going to get the like border security arc, right? Yeah, right. Even more so than the finale of of this last yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. So I'm interested. I'm interested to see what, if anything, they do with that. That's interesting because I think the show, when it when it wants to, it can do that stuff. But yeah, are we now? I think finally we have covered all the content that we wanted to cover. We have, and I guess that means that this this podcast is over for another like nine months, right? Yeah, you're on the network now, Curly. You can't pretend <laughs> that you're not part of this. You say I'm on the network, but the one yeah. show I'm on is over for the next nine months. You so. can be on this show whenever the fuck you don't even. <laughs> what do you, what do you what do you want to what podcast do you want to start? Huh? What do you want to do? <laughs> I'm not going to start a podcast. Let's go. We're starting a po- Welcome to the pilot episode of Wake Up DP. I was going to say, I've told you which podcast we want to start. <laughs> I want to start. It's called, it's called Rookie, and it's where Arc System Works release a standalone fucking Ruby fighter, <laughs> and I make you both good at it, because I could do that. I have that power.
just earlier say the today, word. Okay. Earlier today, we talked uh, to some other friends about a Final Fantasy fourteen podcast, and I have no idea what that looks like, but I can't stop thinking about it. About a what podcast? Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. And similarly, I, I have no idea what a podcast we get good at a video game looks like, but I'm here for it. <laughs> but if you want to just like stream fighting games sometime. Yeah. We just we could just stream fighting games. I was going to say, like, uh, I, w- w- when we got to the part of this podcast where we just talk about what's happening in our lives, one of the things that's happening in my life is I'm learning to play Crosstag Battle again for some reason. Hell yeah. Hell I like, yeah. I was like, this game is awesome, and Yang, I can play Yang and Blake in it. Like, you know, the one track, the one track record. That was wait, what? <laughs> one trick pony. One one track. One mind? track mind. One, yeah, I I I tried to say like three different turns of phrase at once, and then it was like a it was like a high speed collision in my brain. But, I uh, really I really like Yang and Ruby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yang and Ruby's actually really they really they play really well together as well. But um, Yang, I hit the buttons and punch. Yeah, and she do that real good. I, I saw a fantastic video of it earlier today, where uh, like her, I think it's her her like B punch is uh, fully armored. Like do if you, you take hits, sorry. You mean circle? Ooh, I the the buttons that I have don't have shapes on them. I'm afraid. Maybe a, a square or a or a or a. X? It's one of those. It's one of those. Maybe it's a triangle. A key. <laughs> a key. Fuck off. <laughs> I would rather call it a key than a fucking cross. Wow, yeah, cross, huh? That was that was there were so many games that were like press the cross button and I was like Yeah, yeah. Say again. <laughs> I had like a like a mad controller that had the word like it was an X and like one of the lines in the X had the word cross in it or something. Well, that's that's like a thing, right? Like uh in in crossover media that it originates from Japan, it, is, it seems natural to Japanese audiences to say property cross property, whereas here everyone automatically says property X property. Right? Yes, but also um, there all the other buttons are shapes. Cross is not a shape. X is a shape. No, hang on. No, <laughs> you've got that wait. literally the exact wrong way around. Wait, wait, the cro- hold the cross up. Is a shape. I X may- is a letter. <laughs> what if letters are shapes? Have my, we favorite, considered this? my favorite fighting game is Street Fighter Key Tekken. <laughs> Did they ever release Tekken Key Street Fighter? No. No, no it's in hell forever. I'm pretty sure Harada has said it's in hell forever and is never coming out. And they're, they're never going to work on it again. And, you know, fair play to them. It sounded like it was hell to make. Yeah. But yeah. I wish Street Fighter Key Tekken was a good it is a good game. It's a fantastic game. It was is bad it? for a, like. Hmm. I think I played it, it in whatever early bad. Yeah, it had some to. pretty pronounced problems for a long time, and then I think in something like 2013, they shipped a patch for it that solved all of those problems to an audience of about six people because everyone had stopped playing it already. Okay. See, I played it uh, with some high school friends, and I graduated in 2015, so it would have been in like 13. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we like rented it from like uh, not Blockbuster but Family Video, a local Kansas chain which has stayed nice. in business. Uh, wow. Kansas and Missouri chain is still in business mostly because it sells 
absurd amounts of pornography. Nice. People are still <laughs> renting pornography in 2018. Yes. 19, shit. Because Blockbuster, at least the Blockbuster in my town, didn't have porn, I don't think. I, Family Video they, sure does. Wait, did any Blockbuster have porn? I See, I don't think any Blockbuster had porn, but I didn't want to say that and be wrong. Blockbuster was, a, a, a unlike for some reason Family Video, a family-friendly rental store. Yes, but Family Video is still in business because of pornography. Um, and you can go there and rent Street Fighter Key Tekken if you want to. <laughs> yeah, the reason, I've, the reason that I've got fighting games on the brain more so than usual is I was playing them today. That's one of the things oh. that I was doing today. I was uh, organizing a tournament at my, my local thing. because I, I <laughs> my, Support my your locals. Yeah, my friend asked me to be in the, the thing, so I am. I want some money. I want some money playing fighting games. Would I'm love fucking, to get money. I'm fucking esports now. <laughs> I don't have anything to way. talk about from my week because my week was I worked at my real job and then I worked at my job that I pay for, which is Final Fantasy fourteen, and I nice. love it. <laughs> I was going to say I could never be on a Final Fantasy podcast, Final Fantasy fourteen podcast, because like. I don't have enough time to do the things that I'm already doing, let alone another. Oh, I've definitely is paid. Today, I was like, "Oh, my desk is. Lovely. I'm gonna like take all the things off it that I'm not using." And I did just like put a bunch of books that are half finished on the shelf. And like when I say books, I mean like half finished manga. Like I definitely have time to read manga, but I have replaced all the manga time in my life with Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah, Final Fantasy XIV right now is the only good MMO. Uh, I think you will find that MapleStory uh, was good for a long time until they Hell yeah. MapleStory, fuck yeah. Represent. You know what? I, I have wanted to get back into Destiny 2 for months, ooh. and Final Fantasy XIV has scratched that itch now. Yeah, I, I think valid. it probably does that better than Destiny 2 does. I wanted to play with my friends, and then Destiny is like, well, pay me, bitch. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, wait, did you see my whole fucking sad saga last year of trying and failing to play MapleStory and then, like, finally being able to, like, run MapleStory on a computer in 2018 and then just, like, this may have been late 2017, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it fucking sucks now. It's just bad. Like, I wanted to go to the tutorial place that I had already played a hundred times and that doesn't yeah. exist anymore, you know? What? Because like I don't, I genuinely don't know what the last time I revisited MapleStory was, but they did that thing that I guess they must do eventually to all MMOs, where the things that people spent you know millions of hours of their lives doing, they just go, yeah, that's all trivial bullshit now. Like you can do that in twenty minutes if you give a shit. It's know, not even just... there. Is the thing is yeah. that it's not even there. That's fucked they, up. They like you like pick a class, and I couldn't understand which classes I was allowed to pick. Yeah, um, I remember that from when I went back, actually. And then, like, when you start, you are in a, like, story mission from the get-go, and I didn't want Whoa. that. And also, it was, like, a very overwrought story mission, and I had to click through, like, a 20-minute cutscene of text, and I... Yeah, like, what? Pieced out very quickly. Uh, maybe it... Maple Story 2 would scratch the itch that I have for Maple Story in my heart, except that Final Fantasy 14 basically scratches yeah. the story. Itch. I mean, How do you even... feel about Run Escape? What's that? Um... Oh, Run. No. Fuck. 
<laughs> I never liked RuneScape back in the day oh, because I looked I, at it. I, just I looked at it and said, "This art is not as pretty as Maple Story. This has like ugly art. It's not Maple mm-hmm. Story. I'm not playing it." Do you know what's fucked up about RuneScape is that they did that thing that they did to Maple Story, where you know they kept changing the game, and now the people going back to it, you know, uh, fucking hated it, so they didn't, it. So didn't recognize it. But rather than just forge ahead and say, yep, this is what the game is now, enough people paid to be on the old school servers that that's just the main game now. RuneScape is just RuneScape exactly as it fucking was. Like, and people do that shit. There are fucking guide videos on YouTube with millions of views of people talking about how you can optimize the way the server reads your action tick rate to mine rocks faster. Good. (laughs) Good shit. Do you, do I remember right? Because I remember like Blizzard shut down like a big like WoW legacy server that let you just play vanilla WoW. Did they then, like a, launch uh, it, like legacy servers of their own? Was that yes, the reason? they did do that. Okay, did do I that. thought. I, I, and then famously at the time they said that they didn't do that. Because they weren't going to be doing that because nobody wanted to do that. And then like a year or a year and a half later, they were like legacy servers. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling. See. Final Fantasy XIV has really made me realize, oh, I did actually really like World of Warcraft, and, like, I'm glad that I have something occupying this spot in my heart now, because, like, Warcraft is just, like, I really love Warcraft 3, and I think that setting is just, like, unsalvageably unsalvageably bad after, like, Mm. however many years of World of Warcraft kind of being bad. (laughs) And I'm glad I have XIV in my life. I'm glad I have it. It looks cool. If I was, if I were to play an MMO, if I were to say, for, if I were to like, I don't know, lose my job, <laughs> I'd maybe play Final Fantasy fourteen. Let me recommend to you another MMO, Final Fantasy twelve. It's an MMO that doesn't need internet or other people. I mean that that sounds like a great. That's a great pitch. That's a great pitch. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the perfect pitch for a video game, honestly. <laughs> but also, I really like hanging out with my friends. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. What if what if we all hung out in voice separately playing Final Fantasy XII? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that I, could be our new podcast. <laughs> new podcast that we play while just like you play Street Fighter, I play Tales of Symphonia, Nora plays Final Fantasy XIV, and like we just kind of shoot the breeze. <laughs> so this is like every podcast from two thousand seven. If it had Ricky Gervais on it, it would literally be a podcast from 2005. How was your Ricky Gervais impression? I'm doing one right now, can't you tell? (laughs) I don't think I could picture Ricky Gervais' voice in my head if I tried. Have you seen uh, uh, Nat Puff uh, Left at London has a really good good Ricky Gervais impression? Oh, I gotta pull that up somewhere. I, I never can, like... So many people have said that name so many different ways. I never know if I'm supposed to say the S in Ricky Gervais or not. I think you are not supposed to, but that people do. But I, I think like I think it's like a French name like. where you don't say the S, but like I bet he probably says the S. He doesn't you know? does, he doesn't deserve you laboring over the pronunciation of his surname. So this Ricky, is extremely true. So Ricky Gervais, um hey, much better. Jeff Reeves. Jeff Reeves. <laughs> I was real close with that. Jeff Reeves is pretty close to Ricky Gervais. <laughs> I just realized you just said the name. 
weird. Is all you did? What? What? Jeffreybees is just you saying the name Jeffrey Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Did we do plugs? Have we no. done plugs? You shot me in the face when I tried to do the plugs last time. You start it. Nora, where can people find you online? Don't start with me. <laughs> Currently, where can I, I almost I, I said Nora, where can people, <laughs> Currently, Nora, where where can people find you online? <laughs> Currently, where can people find Nora online? <laughs> uh, I must know. You the Nora, <laughs> I think. I'm pretty sure. Nora uh-huh. also does very good games on itch.io, I think also at neither Nora. Mm-hmm. That you should play, and they're fun. I don't, I don't okay, know. Okay, I'll do it. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at NeitherNora. Please follow me. I need more followers, please. Um, I write games on NeitherNora.itch.io, and you can fund my game development endeavors by donating to Patreon.com slash NoraBlake. Please give me money so I can go to Gen Con. And by go to Gen Con, we now mean hang out with Riley in Indianapolis for a weekend, because fuck Gen Con and fuck Zach S. I'm planning to go to Gen Con, and I need money. We've well, already booked a room. <laughs> I know. I. <laughs> well, then you really need the, you really need the money, like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find Curly online uh, on Twitter at curl underscore e underscore brace. Uh, there's yeah, a link there to their in the bio to the YouTube. Did I do it yeah. right? Did I do it good? Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, I also have a I have a Twitch channel. I think I'm maybe like yeah. I, I, I'm streaming YouTube? quite a bit now. Yeah, YouTube? the YouTube. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, YouTube. One of, the, <laughs> one of these days, YouTube. I'm hoping tomorrow I get to do a bunch of uh, recording. Uh, when you go to, when I went to just now Curly's uh, Twitter page, uh, I do get recommended to follow at uh, Nichijo Picks Pickbot, and it just posts screen caps from Nichijo, which is like a good. Like curly energy, I feel like honestly. Here's, here's, you you want to know some real curly energy? Oh god, I have energies now. I saw I saw an ad for something related to Cave Story and thought, oh, it's Curly's game. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Joe is like a comedy slice of life anime that has just like very over the top absurd things. I think you'd like it. Okay. A principal wrestles a deer, and this is just, like, a thing that happens. It's pretty good. Awesome. That does sound fun. That does sound fun. You can find me on Twitter, at Allison underscore coffee. Thank there you, you so will much, find... Curly, for being on the podcast. It was... <laughs> there you will find a pinned tweet. <laughs> hey, Nora, do you want to get paid or not? <laughs> yes, I plugged my shit. Yeah, well, I'm plugging the Patreon where people pay us. <laughs> I'm pl- I plugged my Patreon where people pay <laughs> Well, okay, I sent you the money for your Patreon earlier today, but I guess I take that back. <laughs> Ooh, backsies. Um, I, sent, I sent everyone their money, and I haven't even lost right out. now. Yeah, I am, again. didn't catch that. I sent everyone their Patreon money, and I haven't even gotten the Patreon money in my account yet, so I'm like doing this like virtuous thing, and you're interrupting me in the plugs. And frankly... Uh, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm going to plug... Not- something of Allie's real quick. Which okay. That if you if you go to her itch page, you can download a zine that she refuses to plug, even though it's extremely good. I remember that zine. It was a good zine. It's good. I like it. It's very good. Uh, 
read the content warnings before you download it and give her money for it. But it's very good. What's your what's your itch? Uh, I believe. Let me pull it up because I can't remember if it's Allison or Allie. I reread it recently and I cried. So you know. This is great radio I'm doing right here. Slapping the keys like Donkey Kong. <laughs> I cannot find my own itch page. Fuck. <laughs> it's is okay. it? I was, oh, I was, there it is. There it is. I was doing. I was doing itch.io slash alley coffee, but actually it's alleycoffee.itch.io. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's a thing you can download, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's three megabytes. Three hundred megabytes. <laughs> um, it's it's a very good zine, and you should update your Twitter at on your itch page because it does say Ally drinks coffee. Honestly, could leave it. Honestly. Allie Drinks Coffee was a good at, I feel like. It was a good at. Uh, I'm tired, and so I'm going to end the podcast now. Okay. Did you did you plug the Export Audio podca- podcast network? Page, I, see? <laughs> this is what fucking happens! <laughs> hey, if you, liked, if you liked this podcast, you can you can Patreon it. At, what is it? Patreon.com. Patreon.com slash Export Audio. Yeah, no, yeah, no punctuation or nothing. Just Export Audio. You get you get the you get the Godzilla podcast that we obliquely referenced in this one. That's for five dollars. For just one dollar, which I feel like is a very good price, you do get bloopers. And there's like the funniest thing from our last newbie recording session yeah. is in that uh, import audio. I feel like it's just a dollar. Among the most cursed audio waveforms you can download for your computer, like you can hear a bad uh, white people cover of "Get Low" if you download that podcast. <laughs> Oh, oh no! <laughs> I never did listen to that last import. I need to. I need to get. Oh, piece. y'all gotta hear that! I put some bad. Like vaporwave Han Solo. Far worse. I adore vaporwave Han Solo. Oh, this is going up this month, right? In I February, so. yes. That's not a, a dig at you. That's not a. That's not a. That's not a dig at you. I just wanted to to shout out a, a Kickstarter that's going on. Oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It it goes on through the end of the month. Uh, it's for Exodus, which is a tabletop game written by my oh, friend yeah. Erica. It's inspired by Ezra Furman's album Transangelic Exodus, and uses a system uh, that Avery Alder used for Dream Askew. It's a good, like, GM-less, diceless RPG about trans angels on the run in a fascist dystopia, and we're, like, almost to the stretch goal for new art, and if it hits $3,000, people will get hired to write additional content for the game. I wonder who could get hired. I wonder who could get hired to write <laughs> content for this, for this tabletop game by my good friend Erica Shepard. Who could that be? I guess I guess you'll just have to back it at the high tier to find yeah, out. You'll, yeah, you'll you'll have to pay like thirty or forty dollars and get like ten copies of the game. Here's a <laughs> here's a dumb thing, real quick for you listeners, is that <laughs> put that at the beginning. Earlier, <laughs> Earlier today, Nora said. Um, I was talking to Erica, and she said, blah, blah, blah. I don't remember what Erica said at Damn. this moment. It's not consequential <laughs> to the story. Why did you mention have... it? No, 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 no. Because we have multiple friends. <laughs> so we have multiple friends 
named Erica, Ooh. and I asked, oh, was it Erica so-and-so, or was it Erica Exodus? And calling people by the games they make is very funny. This yes. is why I love my good friends Riley Interstitial and Ruby Ascendancy. Curly YouTube video. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I just got I just got destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's curly blaze blue. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah, I think that is their new moniker. <laughs> oh, Should I no. change their uh, their display name in the server? Yeah, you you have the power in the Discord. You could just name them. <laughs> no, I can't use that power on anyone but you. No. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next year on uh, Newbie. Newbie, Newbie Season 7. It's not actually Season 7 of Newbie, but it's Newbie for Season 7. It's, that's how it is. Uh-huh. Um, are, are we going to do a Newbie Chibi? Or <laughs> could we do that? <laughs> we could. I don't know if we'd have much to say other than jokes funny. I'll, I'll watch all of Ruby Chibi, and then if I have any I, like thoughts about it, I'll tell you. Jackson and M are currently watching the, like, Gundam version of Ruby Chibi, and, like, I haven't listened to them yet, but I noticed that all those episodes are significantly shorter than, like, a typical episode of The Great Gundam Project. I'm very interested to, to like, talk to you. Like, you haven't seen any Ruby Chibi? No, El Zilcho. Okay, oh. so, so... Yeah, you the, might have interesting thoughts then, like, as a the, new person. The thing about it is that Allie and I... We're so colored by Neo in Ruby Chibi that, um, like when when she appeared in Ruby Volume Six, like I'm very interested to see like the difference in perceiving Neo with okay. Ruby Chibi and without Ruby. Yeah, Chibi. I was yeah. gonna say because she's basically goes totally uncharacterized in the the show as it is. Like, she's yeah. She's in Ruby Chibi a ton and like not in the actual show often. And I feel That's like, wild. yeah, That's it's wild. like really like my ver my vision of many of the characters like is intrinsically linked to Ruby Chibi in weird ways. Because Ruby Chibi does like take what characterization each character yeah, has and yeah. like ramps it up. It's like, a, well, it's like SD, Gund SD Gundam, right? It like uses right. a sort of. Mm -hmm. And like flounderized version of those characters. One of the one of the first things that Ruby does in Ruby Chibi is, or not the first things. I think it's like somewhere in there early on, she's struggling to open a jar of pickles because we all know Ruby's trans. <laughs> so, so in Ruby Chibi, she's like struggling to open this jar of pickles, but like she's lost so much muscle mass that she just can't open that jar. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's basically canon confirmation that she's trans. I see. But, oh, by the way, shout, uh, I, I need to talk about Ruby fanfiction for a second. Yep, let's do it. Please no, do. Let's do it. All right. We've got time. I've read a bunch of Ruby fanfiction around, specifically around, like, trans uh, writings of the different characters. Right. Mm -hmm. People really love to name Ruby Ruben. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that sucks. Yeah. Ruby is it's it's very interesting that like people are so caught up on like if I'm going to change the gender of the character, I need to keep the name the same or else no one will know who they are. Yeah, yeah. it's well, like whatever. And it's like it's like it makes me think that th that these are not necessarily written by trans people. 
Hmm. Because like if if a trans person wrote wrote that kind of story, I bet like like I know my dead name sounds nothing like Nora. Yeah, I very briefly used the like femme version of my dead name, and like it just got to be excruciating until I had to just like go get like a name that was just like totally new and had nothing do with the other i like thing. how you had to you had to go get that name like you had to <laughs> <laughs> i went on a name quest store. honestly though <laughs> but uh. like yeah it's just like maybe this is just a me thing and maybe i'm being too judgmental about like how other people write trans characters but it's just like i i have been in a mood lately where i've been looking up fanfic of things i like to to read what it looks like when people add trans characters to it. I will say that trans clone troopers in Star Wars, extremely good. That is, that. that is good content. That's blessed content. Um, <laughs> it's just that like... Also, that's I not just, even how cloning works. There seeing, would be some girl clones. <laughs> seeing so much of, of people putting trans people into these stories makes it very clear to me like that there might be there some sort of disconnect because this is not how I would write trans characters at all. Mm-hmm. Well, no, so. you'd write it better because you're a very good writer, right? Well, also, like, a trans fanfic, like, if being written by trans people is still probably, like, 15, 16-year-old trans people, which is, like, a different experience of being trans mm-hmm. than, like, what you and I have. Especially, it's it gets into, like, what is it like to know that you're trans at 16? <laughs> which is a wild idea yeah. for me, personally, to imagine. So, like, it, maybe it is, like, that weird difference of experience. Uh, it's just that, like, I've been, like, seeing this, this, this disconnect and, like, feeling unsatisfied by these stories which is why I've started writing. Now I feel terrible because I did hear it and just think of the sandwich and I was like, oh wait, no, there are people with that name. I am a tremendous asshole. Say again? A sandwich? Huh? <laughs> There's a Reuben. Like, it's a sandwich. That is not news. It's news to me. <laughs> I'm gonna... Well, let me find a fucking picture a of a Reuben sandwich and put in a chat. Is this a bit? No, no this, I'm not doing a bit. Okay, I had to check. But yeah, like... Who I've are you primarily... asking if this is a bit? Curly, but like, I primarily know Reuben as the name of a... That's like... So it's like cheese and... What is that? Roast beef? Roast beef. I think it's roast beef, okay. yeah. And something else underneath the roast beef that I don't know what it is? Maybe sauerkraut? Is it like onions? Yeah, sauerkraut or something. Yeah, sauerkraut, I think. Okay. This is a... I mean, you know, it's a sandwich, I guess. But... I ha- I've not had a Reuben in a great deal of time. It but just I sounds wholly unappealing to me. Like every every ingredient in it is something. I oh yeah, know. it's like um, it's something that I very much associate with like the German side of my family because I think it is a like German sandwich, and sauerkraut is a thing that makes me want to gag, and so German food is often like not a thing that I have engaged with because I unfairly associate all of it with sauerkraut, <laughs> which sucks and is recently, bad, but it's recently, a thing I do. I recently visited my dad's place for Christmas and they have a very good German food thing. It's the thing where they like have the meat and they like wrap it up and they put toothpicks in it. And it's like mm-hmm. sometimes there's like a, a pickle wedge in, in the in the middle. Yeah, like that's good. Very good. It was like very good. And I'm not usually a person who likes red meat no. in that context of like a thing on the plate that you just cut with a knife and eat. Right, but real quick, I I just remembered it's not roast beef; it's corned beef. Okay, whatever. Um, 
I don't feel like you that can corned beef corn. very much in the UK. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just uncultured, but I feel like you don't get corned beef very much in the UK. I feel like I've only ever had like my dad and my grandpa make corned beef, and I had I... it at a German restaurant one time. I would like the p- photographer of this picture to like r- turn the camera to the right a little bit. Show me those chips. <laughs> give me some of those chips. I'm gonna go eat dinner after this, and I'm. Mm. Yo, I should eat. It's I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, I, I, my 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 only point there was like I read a bunch of like I think I read like most of the fanfics on Ao3 that had trans characters in them that did not that were not either smut or incest. And no, there's not. Sim- I, mean, I guess there's like a small non-intersection there. There, there is a like. small section of those that do not intersect, yes. And I was not very like into it. Yeah. Sh- there was one good story of, of, of um, Blake is, like it was a modern day AU and Blake accidentally sent Weiss, who is her boss, a dick pic by mistake. That was a fun little... <laughs> <laughs> It was like a very fun little awkward office conversation about it. What if I made the episode art for this episode that comic (laughs) from the other day? I thought thought you were going to say, what if I made the episode art a picture of Blake's dick? (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, I think maybe we've talked about this on the podcast. Or it's a fan comic where Winter and Weiss are getting lunch together, and <laughs> um, Weiss gets a call, and Winter sees that, like, oh, she's getting a call from Daddy, and she, like, jokingly comments, like, oh, I didn't know you still called him Daddy. I thought you called him Father. And Weiss <laughs> picks up the phone and is like, hey, Ruby. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. That'll be the episode art. No, it's newbie. I know, I know. But like, what if? <laughs> but like, what if? <laughs> Just put a single heart emoji between the uh, cat and the fist emoji. <laughs> <laughs> no, the fist emoji is uh, Yang. Yeah. yeah. And- oh, oh, oh. <laughs> for some reason, I thought the cat was Ruby for a second, but that's yeah. not. <laughs> Famously, Ruby cat does have cat- Ruby does have cat girl energy. This is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not the most cat girl energy on the team. No. Yo, I'm tired and hungry. Yeah. So... I've tried to end this podcast so many times. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do, I'm going to type in Craig stop and see where that gets us. Keep it.